Hello, and welcome to The Unique CPA with your host, Randy Crabtree. The goal of our show is to keep you at the forefront of the changing face of public accounting by having conversations with fascinating leaders and bringing you their stories, insights, and advice. The Unique CPA podcast is brought to you by Trimerit, the specialty tax professionals. I am excited. Uh, hopefully we got some people on YouTube paying attention to us today. This is this is a lot of fun. We're coming live from the Beer Temple in Chicago. This is the third anniversary or the three-year anniversary of the unique, what's our show called? The Unique CPA Podcast. The first um, annual. The first, the first annual on the third year. I guess we should have had, the, we'll call it the third annual. We didn't do it the first two years. So we are we are broadcasting live. We are got a great show in store for you tonight. This is not our typical show. We are going to have guests coming in and out, and we're going to do a lot of really interesting things. Going to be a lot of fun. But before we get started, before we get to the guests, before we see everybody, you're all logging in to see other than me, which is not me. You want to see all the rest of the guests. But what we're, we're going to do is- We're all here for you, Randy. Well, well, there's another voice you're going to hear. You're going to hear quite a bit today, and I'll introduce that other voice in a minute. You have, you, you can talk. I'm just I'm not going to introduce color, you yet. I'm color commentary. I'm color commentary. I'm play-by-play? -play. Is that what it color, is? Yeah, you're play-by-play. -play. All right. All right. So before we introduce our guest, what I want to do is I want to thank a bunch of people because this- I come up with these crazy ideas and then I let everybody else do the work. And so I want to thank everybody that's been involved with this, whether it's this event or whether it's the podcast in general. And so some of these people are here today. So the first person I want to thank is Dana Placchio. I'm looking at right now. This podcast wouldn't exist. This was her brainchild. I had no plans to do a podcast and no idea I could even do, which most people will probably say I can't do, but I had no plans to do a podcast. And Dana came up with this idea three plus years ago. And and so uh, uh, she's seen the evolution of this. So, Dana, thank you so much for thank that. Thank you, Dana. Yeah. And I would have met, we all appreciate I met you. any of these people that are on the show today without that. So and these are amazing people that I've got to meet just because of this simple thing of doing a podcast. Uh, Mark Reese and Haley Kretzmer are here. They both were very instrumental in getting this going. Mark's our head of marketing and he does everything. And Haley just keeps me in line and she's been doing everything for the last month to get ready for this. So thank them both. Tina Dietz and Robin Thompson from Tombs Flame Studios helped us set this up. They helped us get this going. They taught me how to do a podcast. And so that was amazing. And, and Justin Grant somehow makes me sound good every time we release one of these. I have, I have no idea how he does that. And then I just want to thank all the show guests we've had over the years. Somehow everybody says yes when I ask them. I have no idea why. I think they're all insane, but it's great to have them here. All right. That being said, you did hear another voice. I want to let you know who that is. That is uh, the uh, host of the Sons of CPA rebranded as Accounting High podcast, Scott Scarano himself. Scott, thanks for being here today and being my co-host. I've got an immense amount of gratitude for you, homie. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I can't hear you, man. You can't hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I told him beforehand I couldn't hear him, but we're good to go. So besides the podcast, Scott does a bunch of stuff. He's out speaking. He's out at events. He, he's the owner of Paget Business Services in North Carolina that does accounting and tax and payroll and all kinds of good stuff. So so Scott's here to make sure when I uh, forget to ask a question, he keeps things moving and I'm going to hand it over to him at plenty of times to ask the questions as well. And surprise guest, this was not on the docket. We did not tell people ahead of time 
when this first started three years ago, my very first guest ever was Tim Jipping. And Tim is sitting in the chair right here. Tim, TJ. welcome to the second version of the Unique CPA with Tim Jipping. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Same to be back here. for a second helping. <laughs> second helping. Yeah. So, see, this is one that's amazing. He came back again. He must have had fun the first time. So, Tim. Well, he heard there was going to be beer and beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first time we talked, I met you probably a year plus before you were on the podcast. And I had heard that you were just listed under, was a CPA advisor? Type? Yeah, CPA 40 advisor? under 40. Yeah. 40 under 40 and very impressive. And I reached out to you and said, hey, I'm starting a podcast. Would you want to be the first guest? And he said, yes, which was awesome. I think I spent eight hours prepping for that interview, which now I spend about 10 minutes. But I think I spent eight hours prepping for that interview. And you were hosting a podcast at the time. Are you still hosting the podcast? I'm not. No. No, that was no a more. season. That was a season of life. Uh, a season that that season's that's, over. Well, you need to go back right to now. it. No, maybe, maybe this he will just needs encouragement. Whatever makes you happy, Tim. Right. I want you to do what makes you happy. All right. All right. So, so when we talked that first time, you were just starting Journey Advisors and CPAs. I think is the name of your firm. You know, we're three years past that now. Give me an update. How has Journey been doing? How's the business going? Oh, it's been doing, I mean, it's been doing fantastic. I mean, better than I could have hoped. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The last time we spoke, I was, uh, I think, yeah, when we met, yep. I think I had just left you did. the big firm, yep. started up, had no idea what was in store, <laughs> really appreciated any guidance and advice you had. And so when you asked to join uh, the podcast, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, yeah. Let's I, go wait, for it. It's I fun. had guidance for you. I didn't remember this well, part of it. I can't remember. I can't remember it, but I'm sure it was there. <laughs> yeah, right. no. I, we'll, and, we'll pretend. Uh, we'll pretend there was guidance. But what you've done over the past three years is is impressive. Not not to say that I didn't expect it. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> but you know, podcasting is um, you know pretty big out there these days, and so everyone's trying. And what you've done, and the guests that you brought in, the people I've met here tonight, very impressive. What you've done over the past three years. Well, thank you for that. It's uh, I don't know how it happened. I don't know what's happening. I just keep going with it. Yeah. I tell everybody my entire job is talking. So I guess podcasts make sense, even though when Dana first asked, I didn't see myself as a podcast host. Uh, but it's been it's been great for the last three years. So uh, I, I want to thank you for that. We just Scott. I, I got a question for you, Tim. Yes. How do you keep those Air Force Ones so clean? Oh, I don't. They are. Um, they are fresh. They Well, you know, they've got a little. They've got a little dirt on them. I, I think, uh, you know, the Air Force Ones are best when they you can tell that they've been worn. That's with my, the creases. That's my, yeah, with the creases. Some, some I've worn been, creases in there. Yep, I've been accused of having creases in by uh, collectors. And um, anyways, I just go with That was it. just a palate cleanser question. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are your shoes? Is, what are these you're wearing? No, these are, these are Jordan 3s. Jordan 3s. His, his are like iterations of the Jordan 1s. Really? That's why they, I think that's why they call them Air Force 1s. All right, got it. Um, yeah, mine are the threes. These are all off-white. In case you want to know, I'm wearing Merrill shoes. So I, yeah, I didn't want to know. <laughs> you know, Randy. I mean, since you since you asked, I mean, I think um, meeting with you a few years ago was really kind of a launching point for us. Not that right. you know, all of a sudden we blew up, but I think it gave credibility to the types of things we were doing, and what you were highlighting with your guests really reinforced the direction we were heading and the path we were on. And um, we've learned a lot over the past few years. We continue to learn. I always describe that I think our firm is like a nine or 10 year old. We haven't quite hit puberty, 
We haven't hit the teen You're years. Past the we're toddler not, years, though. We're You're, past the toddler years. Yes, yes. Um, right. We learned school. to crawl. Uh, I think we're walking okay now. We can have a, a, a reasonable conversation with adults. Nice. But um, you know, we're getting there, and I think that had a lot to do with you know what you've been doing, and and just yeah, reinforcing the fact that you can take unique paths in this profession and do things a little bit differently, and they can be successful. Like a and frankly. Figure. So I remember talking to you and that was your plan. You wanted to do things different. That was, yep. that was your whole plan. And so you've stuck to that over the last three years and continue, right? We try to. I mean, you know, we have certain boundaries that we must stay in. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, we try to do things differently. I think, I don't recall if I told you this or not, but we wanted to bring some big firm service level value yep. down to, you know, smaller business and give them the same service level and competency and yep, you know, technical that. knowledge. And, and so, yep. yeah, we've stuck to that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, well Tim, I, I don't have anything else. If you, I mean, do you have anything else? Otherwise, we so, really Tim, appreciate you being here. Scott's got a question. Well, Hold on. Yeah, let What's me, let one me take big another change that you've had since the first episode of the Unique CPA? One big change or one thing you would like to edit back from that episode? Oh, edit. I don't think I would edit anything. I, you know, um, so we re relaunched it today and re released it. Mm. Totally legit. Like, that's the plan. Yeah. So, so the episode that I was on, when, when you asked, you know, hey, can you come by and maybe you want to do a couple minutes? I was like, you know what? I should probably listen to that thing again. And our whole firm listened to it and oh. they were like, wow, you were remarkably consistent in your perspective and the way things have been going sometimes you get lost yeah right in the day-to-day -day and you and you sort of lose sight of that path that you're on right and uh fortunately i think it was so deeply ingrained that we we kind of stuck on that path if we could do something differently i mean you know knowing what you know now i mean sure there would be certain administrative items maybe you know we'd, we'd go a different route um we've hired a team overseas and they've been phenomenal oh, um, awesome we continue to grow there. And so, but no, I would say the vision of the guests that you have on the podcast, the vision that I had and still have hasn't deviated. Nice. And um, I think if you stick to that, yeah, it's pretty important. you're going to be, you're going um, to be successful. If you I mean, little things here and there, but that main path that you started down, you're sticking to consistency. That's great. And, you that, got it. and obviously you had this plan in your mind and that plan has been working. So that's awesome. Now it's all about the people. It's yeah. all about the people. It's yeah. always about the people. I know you're going to have Blake. If you on. articulate your vision to those people, then they continue to perpetuate it even without you. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we're doing well. And I really appreciate you having us here or me here and the rest of the guests that you have tonight. So thank you very much we, for hosting. We got some awesome guests. Tim Jipping, thank you for being here. We're going to have to do, I really want to do a follow-up and just talk about this whole path sure. you've been down and do that. Like, And I have a group of guys here that I've done that with. They started a firm a few years ago and we've been doing an annual update. You and I need to do that too. So I'll Absolutely. reach out to you and we'll do that. Thanks Sounds again, great. Tim, for being Thanks here. Thanks for having me. Thanks, yep. Tim. All right. Thanks, All right. With that being said, we are going to uh, switch guests right now. Uh, Quick commercial we, break. We're not going commercial break. Right, this is our only transition where we're not going to go to a commercial break. So this transition, we are going to bring in Alan Colton. Come on in. And Kenji Carmado, come on in. So this is our, our next set of two. We're going to be rotating two guests in at a time. And I will do, uh, you know what? I'll introduce one. I'll introduce Alan. You can introduce Kenji. How's that sound? Happy to do it. All right. And make sure you speak loud enough. Because you know I'm old, Scott. I can't, I can't hear things that well anymore. So... 
I thought the mic <laughs> enunciates that a little bit. All right. All right. So now our next two guests just came in. You saw them. I'm assuming they're live on camera. I don't even have to introduce Alan Colton because everybody knows Alan Colton, but I'll do a quick introduction to Alan Colton. He's the most recognized uh, person in, in a tax and accounting and, and, and CPA for sure. He runs Colton Consulting Group. That's what your firm's officially called. Out talking to CPA firms, very active in just uh, practice management topics with them, but M&A stuff as well. And that's probably a topic we're going to touch on today. This is Alan. I could, I could say this for everybody that's on the podcast today, but it's the repeat visit. And so I won't say it every time, but I will say this is Alan's repeat visit on the Unique CPA. Alan, thanks for being here. Oh, I'm just thrilled to be here. I, can I take 10 seconds? Yeah. You ever see the movie Rudy? Yeah. Uh, and when the dad comes in the football stadium and he says, this is the most beautiful thing these eyes have ever seen. That's the experience for me tonight. Uh -huh. This is incredible. So I mean, accountants and beer, like, isn't there like a, a generally accepted accounting principle? You can't do this. We're breaking Something? all the rules today. We're breaking Alan, all the you rules. Remind me of Dick Vitale. Like right now, <laughs> this, this the, over here. Yeah, this, this is it. perfect. Yeah. Look at the energy. You might need you to take my place. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can consider that. Color well, I can hear Alan. 101, yeah. <laughs> all right, you want to introduce Kenji? All right. Kenji's probably one of the most boring people I know. He's an <laughs> Like he's, he's not very fair, cool to fair. be around. Is this a G-rated show? Kenji is one not. of my favorite people. I, that was all a joke. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I shouldn't be cursing. So Kenji is probably one of my favorite people of all time. One of my best pals. The founder of Acuity. He provides accounting, finance. I'm going on script now. I'm going on script now. Kenji hosts the Drink While You Think podcast. And I feel like this is a, a live version of that or tribute to that, right? We're yeah, at the Beer true. Temple. We're worshiping beer right now. Like Kenji, no, we're enjoying beer. I don't know if we're quite worshiping. Hopefully, we're not. Give us some more time. Kenji's a creator, though, too. He creates beer in his basement. Oh, I know that. I offered to bring him some hops uh, this fall, so we'll yeah. see. I don't know if he has hops, though. I don't know. I've never seen him play basketball. So. <laughs> You're going with the dad jokes now, huh? All right, nice. Right, got to. You, you've been coaching me on those. <laughs> I'm very good at that. All right. All right. That, that That's great. This, this next segment, I'm really looking forward to. Two nights ago, Kenji sent out an email say, can I nominate Alan to talk about <laughs> private equity and, and public accounting? And that's why they're two teamed up here today. But Alan, you and I talked about this on the podcast. I think it was October and November. PE was just coming in with Eisner Amper at that time. I think Citroen Cooperman and, and those two specific and you could tell, well, obviously, Cherry Beckard and, and, and other firms as well. Those two specifically seem very active still. They I, there was just I think it was just announced today. I saw you announce it that uh, Eisner Amper just merging in Lori, which is a big firm yeah. out of yeah. uh, Minneapolis. Citroen Cooperman had an announcement last week of another firm. I think they're Shepherd merging in. Yeah. Why don't you give us, can you give us a, an update of what's going on? Is this going to continue? What's the, what's the, the, the game, the, the, uh, what's the word? The, the, you just tell us an update on what's going on in private equity. So, so Randy, it's insane. Yeah. You know, when we, when I was on your podcast and thank you for having me, people stopped me on the street and say, Hey, weren't you the guy in Randy's podcast? <laughs> I mean, you have taken my brand like up, up like this. I doubt that. And, and I, my comment to you was there's a storm coming and it's going to be didn't. a good one. Yeah. And what I thought was maybe like a one-off, you know, where maybe, okay, Eisner Amper does this, Citrin Cooperman does this. Now Cherry Beckert mm -hmm. does this. Shellman had done it before. Right. right. I would tell you that if I just look at the top 25, more than half of them 
are in an active PE discussion. Mm, really? I would think you'll have three Crazy. or four more top 20. But by the end of next year, this profession will not resemble itself. You, you know the big four, right? They're breaking up. They're yeah. having this conscious uncoupling. Audit will keep the brand, tax and consulting together. They'll go the route of private equity or an IPO, and they'll truly become global firms. But when you get into firms five to 25, just assume half of them will be PE owned and PE won't stop there. These were the heavyweights. Now you got the middleweights coming in and really? saying, I want to talk to firms 30 to 100 million. And now you even have the lightweights where they're saying like family office, hey, if you got two, three million dollars of EBITDA, we want in. Really? And I so was this warned about stopping. this. They said, as soon as someone cracks the code, they'll all be in. Really? So yeah. this is not stopping. It's not going away. There's going to be, a, yeah. and I think we're going to talk about this later. There's going to just be a completely new structure of firms and how they're set up. Going that. All right. So that being said, Kenji, did you, I know you wanted Alan to talk about this. Did you have anything specific or you just want to hear the stories? I just think the stories are incredible. I, I think that to me with private equity, there's a lot of folks out there who are, maybe against this saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is not what our profession is about. Non-practitioners being owners, but I think it's exciting. I think it's actually very exciting in bringing something new to our profession. And I'm just curious from Alan's perspective, there, there's, there's a, probably a few things I would guess that private equity is doing. There's probably some cleaning up of pensions, deferred comp and things like that, that some of these firms may need to kind of get off the balance sheet and figure it out. But I think, Alan, you've talked about using private equity in these big firms to attract newer talent and give some monetization opportunities where historically in our, in our profession, you got to wait all the way to the very end until you're kind of really getting a bite of that apple. And now there's an opportunity to kind of get a few more bites earlier on. And I think that's really intriguing because we are all having an issue, whether you're a top 25, whether you're mid, you're small, like how do you retain and attract young people? And so I'm just very curious about this new structure around how do you get the younger generation to where like, hey, we're not going to hold that carrot out. So you're literally at the time 30 years in, but now you're, you're getting some opportunity to actually monetize your value in your firm earlier. Are you seeing that that's a prominent part of why these firms are going the route of private equities to kind of engage the younger generation within the, within the accounting? You nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> so the big three, the three T's we got to be thinking okay. about talent, technology, transformation, this business, this industry called accounting has been around for 140 years and for 138 of them, it was pretty, pretty steady Eddie. If you know what I mean? We offer two things that clients don't want, but they need financial statements right. and tax returns. And the disruption is on. Firms are seeing declining margins. They have to build out consulting, advisory, or partner with someone who can mm -hmm. deliver those things. They don't have the bankroll, the capital to go acquire those companies because private equity is sitting across the table already competing. Doing it, yeah. And the kids today, it's all about the kids. Late 90 public company consolidators came in with the exception of CBIS, who was the lone survivor, American Express, H&R Block, everything failed. Why? Because it was a get-rich-quick scheme for the older group, and there was nothing for the kids. So what did these private equity groups do? They started by saying, we're going to create a model that has stickiness for the young generation. What they didn't realize is those people today, they're fine to get a check and be part of NUCO and right. get shares and options and stock. 
in building something out. So it's funny. It starts out with the older group because they're close to the finish line. Instead of getting two times compensation as the ordinary income model, over 10, 10 years, years retire, right, the whole thing, yeah. you can get 7, 8, 10, 12 times comp, right? Capital gain today. Yep. So the old ones are always in, but the young ones are driving this train. And, and what they see is the transformation of an industry that was a steady eddy for a long hmm. time. And they're going to need the capital to do it. Yeah. Private equities timing is perfect. That's exciting. That's What's exciting. in it for the young generation then? So a couple of things. Number one, you eliminate the unfunded chain letter, the retirement obligation for the older That's group. great analogy. <laughs> Number two, they're going to need a ton of capital to build the technology, the AI, the bots, the consulting, the advisory, the outsource. Where does that money come from in an accounting firm? It comes from partner comp. So do you want to take all your earnings and put it back in while you're funding out the baby boomers? What do you got left to make? And what if you guess wrong? What if you go for five, six, seven years, spend all this money and you come up empty? You know, you're seeing deals. There was one announced today. You're seeing, you're going to see them about one a week now till the end of the year. Fiercely independent firms that never would have done anything are saying, you know what? If, if you can give me seven, eight times the, the EBITDA of our business, where do I sign? Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. It's, it's hard to changing. turn down. Absolutely. So what's the, and I, I think I asked you this before, but I mean, you had mentioned, I mean, this is going to be multiple iterations of this. It's not, it's not one private equity comes in and they're done and they're there for the next mm-hmm. hundred years. Right. I mean, they're going to maybe not like yeah. they did in the nineties, but they want to get out at some point is is this going to just keep happening every five years or what's the, what's the outcome? So think three bites of an apple. On day one, monetization, mm-hmm. there's an enterprise value. You know how this works. It's EBITDA times multiple. Enterprise value, 60% of that. Cash, capital gain on day one. You clear out the deferred comp. You pay off the debt. You pay off the old partners. You get your capital back. But it's the second and third bite that have the kids excited. Mm-hmm. The second bite is three, four years later, hit some EBITDA milestones, and you get another bite of the apple. Yeah. And then in four to seven years, when they flip their investment, we are parapassu. We have the same ownership, if you will, in Nuco, and we get to have another bite of the apple. Some of these professional service firms in consulting, advisory, recruiting, wealth management, insurance brokerage, they've gotten two, three, four bites of the apple. Right. I know when it sounds too good to be true, it yes, probably it is. Yeah, well, but it's. I, I guess in, in that in that regard, Alan, is there a have you seen firms have that concern of where that call it that third bite of the apple to where the PE firm has got to get that five to seven year flip to get the return, but they're looking out going, hey, well, what happens if we happen to be in a a down market? We're in yeah. we're in a bad cycle, and we've got to return capital back to limited partners and the private equity firms, and now we're a little bit on a treadmill to where it's. Oh, every five and seven years now, we have to kind of go back out to market, if you will, to sell. Are, are, are firms concerned about that or are they actually excited about the fact that like, actually we do have to go to market? We have to do have to kind of almost look like we're doing almost an exit every five to seven years. How, how are they thinking yeah. about that? So at the end of the day, it's still the accounting from driving the ship. Okay. You know, they're going to partner with a private equity group that doesn't get in their hair. That's not micromanaging it. But you know what's getting exposed here? is the part the flaws of a partnership 30 partners mm-hmm. you sit around a table everybody has a say so what do you do if somebody objects you don't make the decision you water it down you kick the can down the road so they're going to make better tougher faster decisions produce more profit 
which is going to cause more EBITDA to happen. Right, right. We all knew it innately. We just never had another mechanism to try to run the business mm. like a business. All right. Well, that, that's so that's great. a great segue into yeah. how Kenji is Go. running his firm. Let's do you it. You asked me on our episode, what's going to happen to the partner model? Is there alternatives? Well, Kenji's firm Acuity is the alternative. They're running it like a business. I don't know if I have a question there, but I think that, can you speak on that and how this impacts the way you're running your firm? I don't know if, if this impacts the way we're running our firm. And in some ways it maybe validates. It, it validates. is a, I think what Alan's seeing and has been involved with is, is a new fresh take on the ownership model around accounting firms. And again, I, I grew up in, wasn't big four, it was big six back then. So that Gives you an idea of my age. Yeah, I'm big eight. Big eight. So. Thank you. Thank you for Randy <laughs> making me feel better. But I think thinking about that model where that, that was the structure of how firm ownership worked. And so coming out of that model and stepping outside for a few years into private, myself, my business partner Matthew's here, be on here later. We had a pretty clear picture to where we'd been inside those organizations. He as an actual shareholder, me as just a staff member, senior of how to maybe change it up a little bit. And so we kind of always felt that way about our firm. Of like, hey, let's run it a little bit more, I would say, not like a non-accounting firm, but maybe in some sense. Well, What we did was we, we, we took a lot of cues. We, now, our predominant vertical that we sell into is SaaS-based technology companies. So lot, we see lots of venture capital, lots of private equity. So we were used to them as a client base and raising capital. So that actual business model, we were very familiar with. And so we've taken a lot of things throughout the years to kind of impact the way that we run our firm, probably more so from venture private equity backed companies than we actually have from the accounting community. Not to say that we don't respect and love our accounting family and friends, but we felt like there was a way, and I think Alan's pointing out this, it needed to change in the way that a lot of these firms worked. So I think that we probably saw that. We emulated what our clients were doing. And I think now we're seeing an intersection point to where private equity has kind of realized, wait a minute, these are, these are some great businesses. These accounting firms are excellent businesses. Top 25 is interesting, makes perfect sense. But to hear them coming down to the mid-tier, you know, even down to lower, smaller accounting firms is really interesting. Family offices looking at them. These are I'm excited about it because I think it validates the model that we are all part of, we've lived in for years, that yep. maybe we haven't given full credence to the value really inherent in our firms. I mean, it's typically been this, oh, it's a one times revenue multiple or maybe some, and I think we're seeing there's actually more value inside of accounting firms than maybe we thought about historically. You know, it's interesting, man, just for a minute, private equity tried to enter our profession 15 years ago. I was part of it. And the problem in those days was we didn't need capital. It was, <laughs> it was the steady eddy. We do compliance for a living. They tried again in 2012. The problem was we still didn't need capital, but we didn't make enough profit because the partners ran the firm. The firm didn't run the partners. And it's the perfect storm today. Technology, talent, transformation, the need for capital. Three T's. I love, I love, the, I love the three love T's. It. I'm going to remember it. that for sure. Yeah. I'm going to use that. Well, I'm going to give you a fourth T. And you know oh, what the fourth, fourth T is? Thing. And this is a bonus. It's trouble because if you got your head in the sand yeah. and you're coming off your best year or two because the feeding of the trough right now is so good, you can't see it happening. It's yeah. like that elderly couple in the movie, the Titanic. 
They're sitting in the hotel room so grinding away. Like, <laughs> today's yeah. five T's. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> here you go. Yeah. He's yeah, Scott, Scott, Scott Stallman. Initial Don't get tax. Yeah, Another two T's. He's on a roll. Um, all so, at the beer temple. <laughs> the, 60, temple. temple. the temple. We're just gonna go. This is the tea show. <laughs> He's gonna highlight the teas as Jesus we go Scotty. along tonight. All right. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the session. This was great. Did you you were about to ask a question? So I, I had. I just basically for me, I was around with the final four, like your Dick Vitale, right? So the final four, I wasn't around for the elite eight or the six <laughs> final four. So for me, I still don't really know the difference between VC and PE. What's the difference? Like, why wouldn't VC come in? That's all we've been hearing for the past few years. Like all this VC money in tech, like, is it the same? All right. That's the I question. don't think it is. And Alan probably is, is more to say on this to me too, but, We've seen from our client experiences of those who raise VC and private equity, they are different models. They're, 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 they're different when you go out to a limited partner to put into your venture capital fund or your private equity fund. You're essentially hoping to give them different types of returns and different risk profiles. And so it makes sense for, you know, we saw Ryan Embry here, you know, Ignition or some other software companies. Venture capital can be a very good mechanism to put capital in the business. But the returns and the timelines are different. The growth needed, the scale needed is different because there's not as much reliance on human capital. Private equity is a, it has some different returns needed, I guess I would say, where the hurdles to cross for a positive, successful outcome to your limited partners is not quite what you're looking for in the venture capital world. And I think it's interesting to where, where PE is seeing that, okay, actually, there's some opportunities here in accounting firms, but venture makes good sense for a lot of our partners who are here today who are building great software that all of us use as firm owners. I, I'm very suspect about whether it's a good model for accounting firms. Now, I know a few accounting firms think about a pilot, a bench, accounting-ish firms, yeah. or maybe software-enabled have raised venture capital. I'm still skeptical whether that's a feasible model. I'm, cu I'm curious to Alan's take. I think private equity is actually a better capital mechanism for accounting firms, unless you've truly got a technology component to the business. But I, I, I'm curious to your take, well, Alan. You, you nailed it in terms of the differences. Um, you know, the question nobody's asking is, what happens in four to seven years? What do you, who do you sell it to? Because you've got some pretty big, PE firms in already. That's my there, question. There is another level. There's, you know, the KKRs and the Blackstones okay. and, 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 and some of the big bigs, Carlisle. But there's also a second group that would say IPO. Look for that's more what I was public wondering. company offerings. Yep. And then there's a third one that's so far out there that as mm. audit separates from tax and consulting, what's to say the owner of Tesla or Amazon doesn't come in and buy it? especially as you have this alternative practice structure. Mm, yep. So I don't even know that the ultimate buyer in five to eight years, just like three years ago, we couldn't have sat here and said, this is what's going on in the industry. In four or five years, I think it's game on. Three right. years we ago, there wasn't a unique CPA. The buyer. That's right. We couldn't have talked about three years ago or four years ago or five years ago because we did not exist as a podcast. So you got that right, too. All right. With that being said, yeah, we, we need to get to our next guest. Next guest. This Thank was you. awesome. I could talk about this all night long, and we probably will once we finish up the, the rest of the, uh, the next two sessions. But I want to do a great uh, shout out and thank you to Alan and Kenji for being on this Thank segment. you. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks, buddy.
All right, do a T word here to close us off. Yeah, you come up with you're the words. Do the T word to close us. I think it was Toodaloo. Toodaloo, we're out. Thank you for joining us today on the Unique CPA. You can find all the links and show notes for today's episode, as well as more about TriMerit, at theuniquecpa.com. Remember to subscribe and join us for our next episode where we'll be going beyond compliance into forging new pathways of delivering value to your clients, diversifying your revenue streams, and leading-edge management techniques and styles.